Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife on 99.1 FM Talk. I'm this week's host, Ashley Sanchez. Last week, Endow received a call from one of our partner agencies, Desert Research Institute, to look into great horned owls nesting on DRI's building. Endow and DRI are working on a way to allow the public to view the nesting while leaving the owls in peace. Denise Hammond and Jacqueline Davis with DRI and Endow Supervising Biologist David Catalano are here to talk about the nesting. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Denise, you've kind of become the owl keeper of the building, <laughs> I would say. I'm the one who was tasked with making sure that uh, we were following all wildlife regulations, um, uh, keeping respectful distance from the birds as much as we can, and um, uh, coordinating the effort to get a webcam up. So um, the issue we have is that the birds are really close to an office window, as in like next to an office window. So we've worked a lot to try to minimize our impact on the birds because they are right outside of a window and they showed up approximately February 15th um, probably the night before is when they actually started laying egg eggs um, that bird we believe has three eggs under her um, and then we aren't exactly sure how this happened but there's a second female we presume um, nesting approximately eight inches from her. So it's safe to say this is a very unusual situation. Yes, it is. Um, uh, and then we also have the male, of course, is providing food to the females, we're presuming. We haven't actually seen that happen, but he is around and he is helping to um, keep the resident ravens at bay um, because we have a group of ravens who normally are in our area and on our buildings nesting. Um, they don't, haven't started nesting yet, um, but they are very aggressive uh, trying to get the owls to move away since owls and ravens predate on each other's uh, nestlings and eggs. And didn't you say that's how it was brought to your attention is there was a lot of activity from the ravens and then... Yes. So the ravens being large black birds are very um, noticeable when they fl are flying at your window, which is the person who's office it is, is what he first noticed, and then he realized what the ravens were going after was uh, the owl that was sitting on the um, ledge. So we're pretty sure that the owls are treating the building like a cliff, um, because there's not particularly very much of a nest built, um, as in nothing. <laughs> a couple of feathers here and there, but n nothing that anyone would think of as a typical nest. It's just basically straight on the surface which is rock and i yeah i was gonna say i visited last week and they are right out you look out the window and it's sitting right there and it is all just rocks so yeah. and then so you decided to call endow we called endow um to make sure that uh there weren't any issues with us actually putting a camera on them that that, that was within the realm of, of reasonable and hopefully get it out there so that the public could get to share in our wonderful experience all of our employees are super excited 
um, about all the things which we are being able to see by them being so close. Yeah, well, let's touch on that camera real quick. And Jacqueline, you oversee the social media there. Absolutely. And was it your idea to this Uh, camera or was it kind of a team? I think there was kind of great interest in setting up a camera um, just because like Denise said there's been just this kind of feeling of joy in the office and wonder that these extraordinary raptors are right outside our office window Um, I sit in an office looking out kind of at the ledge so I just get to hang out with the owls all day and um, see everybody walking in the hall looking at them bringing their co-workers and their friends to come look out the window at the owls Um, so it's been a really just rare and incredible opportunity and we thought we absolutely want to be able to share this with the public, but in a way that does not disrupt the owls and lets them maintain their wild lives. So then, David, mm-hmm. you went and um, to the building to check on this situation. What did you think when you saw this? Um, I definitely thought it was a very unique situation when they showed me the location of the, of the owl. At, the, at that particular time, it was just the one owl. And, yeah, she's... It is, there's no nest structure whatsoever. They, she has just laid three eggs right on the rock, right outside the window. So it's a very unique um, opportunity for, for the public to see um, and, and kind of get educated on, on the variability of these owls. So you thought there would be no problem in setting up a camera as long as it was small enough? Correct, yeah. Just It's just the logistics of it now because the... The ledge is about 25, 30 feet off the ground, um, and access is 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 a little tough. It's challenging, but it can be done, and once it is done, I think it's going to be a really great opportunity, especially now that we have a second, um, a second owl <laughs> nesting oh, eight inches away. Also is, unusual. I mean, that's very unusual, so it's going to be... Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out with the with the male providing food to both of them, um, and a, a very non typical um, way of nesting for for these for these owls. I mean, everyone you 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 look at you you look at the the typical uh, reproduction cycle of the owls, and they they generally will occupy a nest that. You know, a red-tailed hawk had, or ravens had, or or some other bird, because they don't build their own nests. But for them to come in and just lay eggs where there's no nest, they and, must have thought like something yeah, about it. Something, that there's some nest. security element there. The mm-hmm. the the grounds around it have plenty of prey base for for the for the male. So there's obviously something there that they thought, well, this looks good. So, yeah, and then I know you came in after looking. You were over at DRI, and then you came running into my office like, we need to figure out this would be the perfect opportunity to show people. So, we're working with you guys to get that camera set up. And just so everyone knows, it will be here either today or Monday. And then we hope to have it set up shortly after so that everyone can view the hatching once it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, based on our estimation, based on that. February 15th date so typically they're they hatch within 30 to 34 days of their um, 
laying of the eggs. And the eggs are not all laid at once. They're usually laid a day or two apart. So there's usually then hatching happens a day or two apart. So our estimations say that that should be starting next week, late next week, um, early the following week. So hopefully we'll have the camera set up and then we'll let everyone know on Facebook and um, we'll probably, we're figuring out where we're going to stream it to, but stay tuned because we'll be giving you guys that information once we have it. So um, I want to touch back on, so it's two females. And when I was there, I saw both, Mm -hmm. were those both the females? And have you seen the male or you're just assuming that there is a male that's helping So back in January, I was working late one night and um, uh, about the 22nd, and there was a whole bunch of racket. I don't, uh, if people have ever heard great horned owls hooting, it is not a quiet, subtle thing. They are super loud. I thought it was actually some of my coworkers um, goofing off (laughs) in the hallway and went to go chastise them and realized, no, there were owls out on this particular ledge, which happened to be outside of my office at the time. Um, And uh, at that time, I saw, when I went back in to see if I could see them better, um, uh, they flew up to the top of the building, and I could pick out three silhouettes. I assumed at that time that it was two males competing over a female um, that sort of a situation. I don't know at this time because, of course, at that point it was silhouettes in the dark, um, not not easy to determine without infrared or something like that. Currently, the two birds which are sitting on eggs, and so in great horned owls, only the females actually incubate the eggs. Males do not, so um, that's the one of the reasons why we're assuming it's two females. Um, the other is that the females are larger than the males, um, that's true over most of the birds of prey. Um, and uh, so there's a grayer bird and a browner bird. The browner bird is the one who has probably laid eggs later. Um, and she is definitely bigger than the gray bird. So either we have a male who's been incubating the whole time and is very difficult to flush off the nest. That's the gray bird. Um, or the brown bird has decided to hang out with her girlfriend uh, we're not Can sure help her out um, yeah. <laughs> help her friend out um some people say that they have seen a third bird um uh, uh at other times because like um Jacqueline said she gets to see them a lot more frequently I have to actually like walk away from my desk now to go and see them um <laughs> so um and also if you're there in the evenings which would be much more likely to see um his activity level um uh and he likes to roost up on top of the built not roost but sit up on top of the building in order to be better able to defend against the ravens when they come in and then david have you seen anything like this before (laughs) so yes about two years ago we got a phone call from a lady who had come home from um vacation and she had a great horned owl nesting in her flower pot on her back porch. Um, and it had two eggs in it. So that was another it's one that was very weird. Just it's just like, unusual. okay. Yeah. Well, being 20 inches off the ground and 10 feet off from a house. But, you know, she hadn't been there for, for some time. So, again, the bird probably felt this is a pretty, pretty mm-hmm. secure, happy location. Um, the... The end result there, though, was that 
after a couple weeks, um, the eggs did not hatch and the female um, abandoned the nest or the flower pot. So that just to make sure I have this right, so the eggs never did end up hatching. No, then. no, no. She ended up uh, leaving the nest, so abandoning it. And in this case that we have here at DRI, is I mean, is this a good? I mean, is the chances are the chances of the eggs actually hatching? I mean, is it possible in such a strange nest? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, the gray bird has been incubating almost every. She's very hard to flush. I mean, you have to, there has to be something like the ravens. And even when the ravens are harassing her, she doesn't fly off the nest. She walks back and forth and and defends actually both sets of eggs. The brown bird um, is a lot more flighty. That's a good word for it. Um, um, And she isn't incubating as much. So we aren't sure if those are going to be viable eggs because they actually have to be kept warm most of the time. Um, there is documentation that um, in other situations that um, great horned owl eggs can be left without someone incubating them for 20 minutes at negative 13 degrees Celsius. So um, that's not the weather pattern we've been having lately. So um, even though we have seen them off the nest for a few minutes at a time, the gray bird especially only a few minutes at a time, um, not for any extended period where we would think that that would have kept them. The brown bird and her two eggs, um, we aren't as sure about. Okay, well, I feel like there's still a lot to talk about with this, but we are running out of time for the first half of the show. But we will be right back with Jacqueline, Denise, and David. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy Nevada Wild, feel free to leave us a positive review at iTunes. If you don't enjoy the show, we'd prefer you kept that to yourself. To learn more about hunting, angling, boating safety, and the great outdoors, check us out at ndow.org. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. We are talking about the great horned owls nesting at our partner agency, Desert Research Institute. Welcome back, everyone. During the break, we are talking about how you study these animals and you look at their, you think they have a specific way they need to do things, but animals are actually really unpredictable. It's hard to know exactly what they're going to do. David. Yeah, very true. Yeah. I mean, in being a biologist and, 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 uh, reading up all the literature about how animals, you know, act on a, during their life cycle. And, and we so quickly look at, um, all of this literature and all this monitoring, and just just assume that well, the, what we're seeing as an average of what you know, take take for instance the owls, that all great horned owls find uh, an old nest and that's what they'll occupy, and you know, the male will always go in and acquire the food for the female. So this is that's the the highest percentage of what we monitor and what we see in these animals, but there's a lot of times there's a lot of outliers just like this particular pair um where they don't do what we are reading in literature or what we experience when we're out in the field and so that's why a lot of these are so intriguing it's like okay why are these outside of the normal why or what we're 
proposing is the normal. And um, uh, it's, it's just neat to, to see that you know, animals do do whatever they want. And as scientists and, and, and uh, biologists that monitor all this, it's really cool to be able to put that into um, you know, our knowledge base. It's really neat. Right, and we want everyone to be able to see this, so that's why, as we talked about in the first half of the show, we want to set up this web camera. And because we're doing that, Denise, do you want to talk about how we're we're not encouraging people to actually come see the owls in person? That's why we're setting this camera up. Too much activity will actually disturb the owls and probably make it so that they will not um, continue. They'll abandon the nest and, and abandon the eggs, and that is not any that any of us want. In addition, DRI, we are a research institute, so we are not open to the public. Um, so we really, the, our big desire here is to make it so that it, the public can see it through the webcam and do not come up to our facility um, to try to see the owls, please. Um, we'd like to give them the respect they need to um, hopefully successfully fledge these chicks. And it just so happened that isn't that office vacant or about to be vacated so that makes it it is about to be vacated um uh the person who has occupied that office is retiring literally his retirement party was last night um so um he is off to new adventures and um so we're going to keep those those offices uh pretty much empty um up until the time that um hopefully they successfully fledge the eggs uh, fledge the chicks um which should be about if they hatch about 45 days after that on average, and again, that's average. That's not necessarily right. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and with these um, ones, you really don't know. Yeah, we really don't, don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, you got after hatch, you got about six weeks until they start moving along the ledge, you know, or as literature states, they go out on branches, which they don't have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they'll fly about a week after that, and then they will... You know, since they've got to figure out actually how to fly and how to hunt and and uh, mimic their their parents, they've got probably up to another ten to twelve weeks. Bef- you know that they will stay in that area before they decide to um, venture off. So it's it's they're going to be um, around for a while. And then we'll have hopefully get that camera set up so everyone can see. Now, David, have we? Um, I'm newer to the department. Have we had web cameras like this set up that you know of um, in past cases like this? Not in a situation like this, but we have. Uh, department of Wildlife has not had cameras that they've monitored. But up at Lake Tahoe, they've had some cameras on a few of the eagles' nests on the California side. Uh, we have assisted in cameras on osprey nests that were on the west side and there we attempted to do a, a another camera on another nest on a, a local building here which uh, didn't didn't end up happening um, but we there we have we have been involved in them yeah so hopefully we'll see what happens with this one but we're all hoping for the best yeah um, and Jacqueline could you speak on why this might again I mean you we talked about it a little bit in the first half of the show, but why you, because you manage their social media. Right. Um, is this something you think people will like to see? 
I think absolutely. Um, these kind of nest cams go viral all the time. Yeah. You have the famous ones outside the White House of the bald eagles that I know of. Um, osprey nests, like David was mentioning, um, all kinds of nests that people are really interested in. And I think it's because we just don't have the opportunity to see animals like this in this close proximity, like for such a continued um, amount of time. Usually it's a glance in a tree when you're on a hike or something like that. Um, so this opportunity is really unique, and we think it's important that people get to see this. Yeah, exactly, because it is very rare that you actually get to see what's happening inside the nest. Usually, like you're stating, when you're on a hike or something, you see their heads pop up, and you're like, oh, how cute. Mm -hmm. But to see inside the nest when the mother or the father brings the food and, and how the the mm -hmm. the young react and when they do start stretching their wings and start trying to move about, and, and uh, it's, yeah, in this situation, so rare that not only is it rare to see this in general, but then you're going to get to view this unique nest these owls yes. it's a have created for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. <laughs> so we're hoping when they hatch, because um, they'll be hatched and they won't have very much coverage at all. They'll be ugly. Um, quite frankly, baby birds are frequently very ugly. And pretty quickly, they will become lint balls with great big owl eyes and they are super cute <laughs> so they start out not so cute but yes. then yeah. if you right. keep watching that webcam if we have it set up yeah. they get cute they get cute. yeah and i thought it was crazy when i was there i was going to ask if even when they're little their eyes are huge because even when i was there the other day looking at the adult owls um they Right when I walked into the room, I, we had to almost tiptoe into the room. Its head just jerks around, and then it has its eyes on you. Yep. So. so owl eyes don't move in their sockets like most people are used to, and that's why their heads actually um, can turn 270 degrees in order to maintain their field of vision. So um, uh, that's why everyone thinks of them having those great big eyes and their heads turning all the way around. It's not doesn't go all the way around only 270 degrees <laughs> it just looks like it, it. <laughs> it sure looked like it the other yeah. day well, yeah. great horn owls have particularly large eyes um for all owls right in relationship to their brains yeah 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 they do yeah and that's and yeah in, in relation to the size of their body they're even when they're they're young it they're enormous it's it's really cool so interesting well i'm excited to see how this plays out obviously we got to get the camera set up and it is nature we don't know what what the future holds for these eggs yeah no we we have no idea what's what's going going to happen so that's what's that's the very interesting and cool part of this and i still can't get over the fact that we think it may be two females mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and in literature they have stated that males have sat on eggs and and assisted in incubation you know, it has been observed, but it's not something that's done regularly. Uh, the female is the one that is the primary incubator, and the male will generally bring uh, food to the female, you know, in the evenings. So it is very possible that that the one is a male. It, it, it could be. Possible. I mean, it's it's possible. Anything at this point yeah. is possible. Yeah, we aren't going to exactly. go up there and take a blood sample in order to sex the bird. No, no. And Denise, how do you move forward, um, really both of you, with just what do you, what is your role in this as we move forward and wait for the owls to hatch? 
Um, my role is trying to coordinate, making sure that um, uh, the installation goes well and um, actually minimizes the disturbance to the birds. Because ideally, we would have known that they were going to nest there and um, uh, have the camera in place beforehand. Unfortunately, great horned owls do not choose the same nesting spot year after year, so that's a lot harder in this um, uh, species than let's say an osprey or an eagle who tend to reuse a nest for years. Um, so in that sense, that less than ideal. Um, so my job is trying to coordinate between Jacqueline and the outreach to the um, community, and then also uh, our facilities and I, IT department to make sure that everything is working and it's gung-ho so that we don't have to have people disappointed that the camera failed uh, during hatch that that would that would be sad and not only do we want to want the public to be able to see this owl but you guys want to be able to view it at night to maybe better understand these owls yeah one of the features of the camera is that it will have infrared on it so that at night which is when we're expecting a lot more activity because they're owls yeah, uh, that we will be able to even watch that stream at nighttime and then I believe that after this application, it's going to go on to hopefully another Nest application. David? Yeah. Um, you know, since it is a camera, we can, after this is done, we can uh, continue to use this in the future at, at other locations that, that deem optimal for us. You know, for other Nests, it could be other Raptors. We could We could put it on just about anything. Right. And we picked a camera that's small enough. It can also obviously... Um, it, you could see what's filming at night. So um, we plan to use this a lot in the future, hopefully. Yeah, and it doesn't have to just be uh, raptors or birds. You know, There are camera units that monitor you know, flying squirrel nests and, uh, you know. Possibilities are endless yeah, with this Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. If you can find a location where, where there's some good congregation going on, you, you have a camera for it. And we have this male owl, or possibly have this male owl, and now would be the chance to finally see it coming back and see if there are three owls or if there are only two. Right? (laughs) It maybe would help solve that mystery of these owls. Yeah, we're sure hoping so because it's it's driving us crazy, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's definitely a very interesting situation. I'll say that. And like I said, even when I came over there, I was shocked to see how close it was to the window and then just in general these animals are so interesting yeah that'll be neat too because you'll get to see how these these owls are interacting with other other birds like the ravens that are that are constantly pestering them Um, so you'll you'll get to see that interaction and, and try to understand some of that It will be very interesting to see what this camera captures and we're excited about it and we're going to keep everyone posted once we have all the details worked out we're leaning toward streaming it to our youtube channel so we'll be posting updates on facebook and thank you all for joining because that's about all the time we have but be sure to check out our other nevada wild podcasts on soundcloud.com and itunes
Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.